Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 10 of Nico's Notebook. Today, we're going to go live with Jack Donnelly, a khaki company based out of Austin, Texas. So let's connect. Yeah, Nico, what's up, my man? How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. You doing all right? You holding up okay? I'm doing well. Let me, uh, let me position this correctly. Birds are chirping. Yeah. I'm out. I'm outside. It's a it's a beautiful day here, as as you know. You're not too far away. So um, there you go. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and yeah, I look forward to you know cho- yeah, chopping it up up a little bit. There you go. I appreciate you jumping on, man. Um, yeah. So I mean, to get kind of straight into it, um, hey, can you hear me, or is that on my end? Yeah. I'm good on my end. Are you getting a backlog or something? A little bit, but it's all good. We'll figure it out. Just just haul, just holler at me if it's too delayed. All right. Yeah. All right, all right, right on. Um, let's see. Shit. Let's see. Are are you in some? Because my, I, I, mine's kind of buffering a little bit. I'm wondering. I mean, my Wi-Fi says I'm full go, but um, my, have you had my, issues at your well, spot? We'll, no, nah, not yet. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so to kind of kind of jump straight into it, man. How did you? How and when did you start Jack Donnelly? Yep. Yep. Um, I started Jack Don. It's been about 10 years now since, since we started the journey. Um, at the time I was working for a clothing company up in the Northeast, um, shortly after I graduated college. So that was kind of my first exposure to, you know, the apparel business. Um, it's something I, I was kind of always passionate about. I always wanted to get into some style, uh, work in the industry. So that kind of got the wheels turning. Um, and through, what I, I, I was working in sales, so I visited a lot of um, uh, men's stores around the country. So that's where the idea started. The wheels started ch- churning. That yep. was the, kind of the the, assem- uh, the uh, inception of the idea. And so fast forward a little bit. I, I was at that job for about two years, and I was considering pivoting um, into another industry, um, what I majored in college. So I, I moved from the Northeast back down to Texas um and yeah i started taking some interviews for some you know jobs in other industries and i just you know this idea kept kind of gnawing at me and it, it just kept kind of building and building and building yeah where i got i got to a point where i was like especially at that age too you're young and you're just you know you kind of got a reckless abandonment a little bit and so i was just like you know let's let's go let's do this and, yeah um you know, at the time, even though I, I, I had a little experience in the industry, I was doing sales. So I, I didn't really know. I, I didn't know how to get our product made. I, I really didn't know yeah. anything. So it was a long exercise of just, you know, pounding the pavement. So I spent about two years um, driving around the country, meeting with suppliers, you know, calling anybody I could to learn Crazy. about how to do it. And yeah, it was just kind of like a massive puzzle piece, really. Yeah. Um, which was cool. It was an exciting process. I learned a ton, but certainly not having a lot of experience on how to do it, you know, it takes a long time. So, you know, it was, it was a full two years from when I said, Hey, let's do this to, you know, our website launch and we had our first product. Wow. Amazing. So did, I mean, out of, out of college, 
Did you know, I mean, did you know you want to start a khaki pant company or, I mean, were, were you just, did you pick up your gig on the East coast just because you wanted to, you wanted an adventure to try something new or was there always a plan all along? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, the, the entrepreneurial vibe was always in me, you know, certainly at a young age, I was always like kind of just, you know, exploring ideas and I, I felt, you know, I, I wanted to do my own thing. Um, so with that, again, growing up, I was always into style. Like I always love, you know, the form of, you know, self-expression, looking cool, you know, whether yeah. it was shoes or pants or whatever. And so I, I grew up wearing chinos, you know, my whole life, like that's really all, yeah. all I wore. So no, I didn't have the idea in college of like, I'm going to start a business and it's going to be Jack Donnelly and it's going to be American made, um, you know, khaki company. It wasn't that it was just like, um, I, I was interested in style. I wanted to explore that industry. So I sought that out. I got a job to get in the game. And yep. then once you're in the, once you're in the game, you start learning, you start seeing more within your industry. So yep. things kind of open up. And then, so it was through working there that I saw, yeah, the wheels started turning that essentially where it, it came from, um, was yeah i would visit all these stores the territory i had was the southeast so i'd visit all these men's stores in in these small towns all over the southeast and yeah there, there was a there was this brand uh, of khakis that were in a lot of these stores and you know they were american made and and you know they they were good quality i was like wow i've never even heard of this this brand and i i, was, yeah. I thought that was strange because because I, I had worn khakis my whole life. And I said, if, the, if these are some of the best that are made here in the U.S., I've never heard of them. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah. It started churning. And then when I graduated, yeah, when I graduated college around that time, um, premium denim was exploding. You know, like everybody, that kind of craze. And um, a lot of guys started started wearing those. And I thought, I thought wow, I, you know, the, the chino, the khaki, is is every bit americana as denim you know but yeah. but at the time khakis were kind of perceived like not cool you know and the fit like just i didn't i didn't think anybody was doing it right and and because yeah. of that they they just weren't i don't think they were kind of getting their due credit even though a lot of people were yeah. making them so that, that's that's where the yeah. idea came from and then it was like you hit the on button and and here we are you know so i i guess i i, I wear khakis you know i've always worn but i've always worn you know gap j crew yeah i mean wh whatever it is so what i mean yeah kind of kind of in a i guess in a summary what is the like what makes jack donnelly so special how yep. how, how, how do you how do y'all differentiate yourself from these bigger i mean i mean obviously you guys are small business you guys are american made but yeah yeah like, yeah how do you guys differentiate yourselves to the rest of yep. the players yeah yeah i look at it i look at it kind of in three components that really kind of make up any garment and and those three are, are fit um you know fabric and um you know craftsmanship you know so i i look at it there's a lot of brands that maybe hit on one or two of those um but i didn't think anybody was dialing on all three and that was that was my focus excuse me. And it remains, yeah, that's like our, our absolute focus. So I look at it as like, you know, we, we've got a, our fit profile, we got four fits. So I think we've spent, you know, I've spent years, you know, kind of perfecting that and tweaking it to, to, to offer for kind of a wide range of gentlemen. Um, you know, the American made in, in terms of craftsmanship, the American made is huge. I mean, that's, yeah. um, you know, the level of attention to detail, you know, the, the quality control. Um, so yeah, we're, we're partnered with some of the best makers in the world. Um, so yeah, we're, and we've, 
we kind of modeled our our pan after after a World War II chino, and and that's when craftsmanship was at its highest peak. Yeah. And so you know when things started going offshore in the eighties and nineties, you know things got automated, and so that level yeah. of craftsmanship kind of kind of went by the wayside so that was something we we were totally focused on and, and and so appreciative of that we were we were really going to focus on that and then you know the fabrics we work with um you know u.s u.s uh fabric mills that have been around for you know 100 years and so blending all those together i think you you know it makes for a, a really great heritage quality product um you know amazing. that's our focus and that and, and that's what we stand for amazing amazing and so i guess I got kind of two questions. You pick which one you want to go with first. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I want to, I mean, you talk about the successes. I mean, I, I guess let's just jump into successes first. I mean, what, what successes have you seen as a company? You said Jack Donnelly has been in, you know, been, yeah, you know, start, started 10 years ago. So what successes have yeah. you seen? What has worked for you as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. 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 No, I think, I mean, I think on kind of at its core essence on a macro level is just creating a, a brand and a product that people identify with. So, you know, it, regardless of how big or small you are, it's that core element of we have a product, you know, that, that, that people come to our website, they buy, they wear it and, and they, and they like it. So that, yeah. it, that is kind of the core success of like, yeah, we, we successfully launched a brand. We have evolved past, you know, that, you know, your core product, you, we've expanded our line, you know, we've done, you know, limited runs and we continue, you know, to build our foundation of, you know, a sound company and, you know, based on quality and service. So, you know, those are the things I'm focused on. And I think we've done a, a, a good job of building that foundation. And, and from there, you know, it, it's about scale and, and getting that at a faster velocity. But the, yeah. the foundation, whether you're big or small, is, is still there. And, 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 and we've done that. So that's certainly exciting. Uh, but yeah, there's still a lot to do. Yeah. And I, what was it last year? JD kind of went through a revamp as a company, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Could, yep. could you go? Could you go a little bit into that? I mean, uh, seemed like Instagram was changed up kind of, yep. you know, you, you've added a couple models to the collection. What, yep. what was that? What was that kind of process? What yeah. Was so in your mind? Yeah, it was it was interesting timing because it kind of uh, we kicked that we kicked that initiative off. Yeah, it was basically the beginning of last year, and you know, as everyone knows, I mean, within within two months, like COVID kicked off. So yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting timing. But essentially, what we were doing is yeah, we just you know, I, I wanted to take time for reflection of hey, how can we do things better? We, again, we still have such a long way to go to, you know, realize our vision. So it's like, yeah, it's reflective of what can we do better? How can we improve our systems? And so, yeah, that's how the exercise began of like, you know, one of our biggest challenges is, um, you know, supply chain. And we've operated for a long time at inventory constraint. You know, we, we would sell out yeah. a product. We didn't, we didn't refill it quick enough. And, you know, or your customer service can suffer from that because you want to create a reliable brand that people can trust and, and come. And if, people are coming to your website, you don't have the product. Um, you know, that, that's a problem. We don't, we don't want it. Yeah. We don't want that. Um, so yeah, so we just kind of dialed things back and said, all right, let's find, let's try to pivot and find a partnership, um, a producer here in the U S you know, which, you know, we've never really would bend from, 
um, that can that can deliver that can that can increase our capacity so we can serve our customers best. So that that was we were started working on that, and then COVID hit. So yeah. then that kind of exasperated the problem because the people we were working with they couldn't supply it anymore either. So it kind of accelerated. Yeah. It accelerated our need to say, hey, we got to find the right partner. And so you know we we got that done. We also um, you know, added to our team. I mean, for, for a long time, up until last year, I was a one person show. So that, that creates a lot of problems. So, and it's, so, so, so for nine years, you were, I mean, for nine ish, yeah, and a half years, yeah. it, was just, it was just you. One person show. I, I do remember, I, I got to give a shout out to my mom because uh, I had, I moved to Austin five and a half years ago and obviously yeah. we were on the business here. But prior to that, um, we kicked off in Atlanta and that's where I'm yeah. from. And so there was about when we first started, I was running it out of my parents, my parents' house. And so I put my mom, yeah, I put my mom to work. She, you know, she shipped a lot of orders back in the day. So, <laughs> uh, you know, want to give her some credit, but yeah, no, mostly it was just, it was myself. Um, and so, yeah, last year we added to the team, we got some awesome interns that are doing a lot of really cool content that obviously if you're tuned into this, you're, you're seeing our stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that helped that helped kind of, you know, just push the vision out there a little bit more. And so, yeah, COVID obviously was, a, you know, a very challenging time for, for everybody. Um, but, yeah, it offered us to give us some time to kind of reflect and, and, and take time to improve what we're doing, improve our craft. Yeah, yeah amazing. And I guess kind of to piggyback off of the COVID thing, what, what struggles, I mean, as, as a company and as a business owner, did you have personally uh, yeah. kind of re- relating to COVID? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you can't, if you don't have product, you can't sell product. And if you, you're not selling product, you're not making any money, you know? So that was the the core challenge is we could not, we just had no supply. We had no flow of product. Um, So that's, you know, very challenging. Um, And then on top of that, again, what I kind of touched on earlier is, um, you know, that creates a customer service issue to where we can't deliver for our customers. And so, you know, you have to, articulate that to your customers. Luckily, you know, our customers were very understanding and stuck with us and, you know, patient and all that stuff. But, you know, those were the challenges. We just couldn't get any product. And, you know, even the raw materials, we were at a time where we had to up our raw materials and everybody was shut down. You know, some, it's, it's sad because there were some, you know, there were some suppliers we worked with that, you know, for instance, there was this button maker in North Carolina that, you know, we had sourced from and, um, it was kind of a family run business and they, they went under, you know, they've been doing wow. it. This guy had been doing it for f- 50 years and yeah, they're, wow. they're toast. And so, yeah, it's just, it was, yeah, it was a t- terrible time, but yeah, we just tried to, you know, just plow forward and, 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 and make the best of it. And, yeah. um, so yeah. Go, go way to look at it. I mean, so, I mean, obviously so many businesses struggling during COVID and, and trying to, trying to see that light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, Feel, feeling i mean i'm sure you felt this way but just feeling blessed nonetheless i mean maybe yeah you know, i'm sure i'm sure sales were down you know and like you know lots going on and lots of problems to solve but still got the business 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, without a doubt, you got to keep things in perspective. I mean, we, we there was people going, you know, there was some, you know, a lot, a lot worse things going on. It's I always try to look at the positive. It, it yeah. you know, looking back, it, you know, it's it, it's no big deal. It's like these things can all be patched up, but you yeah. know, health and health and wellness and your fan like that stuff's what's most important. So you know, yeah. we were you know fortunate in that regard. So that that's all. That's the only way to look at it. Yeah, lovely. I got one of my favorite questions. And I'm excited yes, to sir. ask you. Yes, sir. What is your favorite failure slash what failure has taught you the most in the past 10 years? Yep. Yep. That's a good question. I've got, I don't know if I have one that's like one specific moment, yeah. you know, um, but I, I do, there's two that I could think of that were kind of constants, if you will, that I looked yeah. at in reflection to where if I could do it over again, or if I maybe learned sooner than yeah the ride could have been smoother and yeah we could be at a a further spot uh, along our journey and and one of them and we kind of touched upon it uh earlier is you know if you're going to start something you know create create a team have a partner have a support system um because it's it's extremely challenging to do it by yourself and so you know i i think i I kind of did it maybe out of necessity of like, this was my idea. No one around me was like, Hey, I'm going to hop on, you know, everybody's doing their own thing and, you know, moving on with their careers. But there were times along the journey that, um, you know, I maybe didn't, there were opportunities to bring people in that, that could help. And, um, I think I got maybe a little stubborn headed of tunnel vision of saying, you know, you start doing this by yourself for two years, you, I, I would articulate, Hey, I need a partner. I need help. I need help. But maybe I, I didn't dig into opportunities as, as much to say, Hey, let, let's build this up. And, you know, through there we can flourish. So that's something certainly, um, again, you're, like I said, it's been last year was our, our first introduction of team members. And as of two weeks ago, we just added another really core element to our team. So yeah, that was something that I definitely look back on and say, I could have done a lot better. Um, you know, another one is I had a tendency to, you know, sit idle at times. And and what I mean by that, not sit idle by not being motivated. Um, yeah, it wasn't that it was more, you know, you don't, a lot of the things you come across, especially as a first time entrepreneur is you don't know, you don't know the roadmap for everything that comes your way. So when I would get to a difficult decision, um, yeah, I would sit idle and kind of think, like you yeah. know, marinate on the decision. And sometimes that would be days where um, you just, you you just have to keep moving, you know, yeah. even if, even if it's a lateral move, even if it's a regression, you just have to just bust through door and door and door and stay moving. And I think I wasted a lot of time thinking that the answer was just going to magically fall out of the sky yeah. and, and I'm enlightened. And it's just, no, you don't have the perfect roadmap. You just plug away and trust yourself. And I could have done that, yeah, a lot earlier. And I, I yeah. think, again, it would have been a, it would have been a lot smoother. Love it, love it. And I guess this, yeah, my next question kind of kind of correlates with uh, the last. But if you could, ha- if you have some wisdom or advice for, I mean, any age entrepreneur, what would it be? Yep. I mean, you, I mean, yep. at the at the end of the day, you have experience. I mean, you've had yeah, success, you've had a successful. Uh, khaki company for yeah. you know, 10 years, which yeah. is amazing. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it, it, it's very simple, but at this, I, I feel like a lot of kind of 
you know, profound truths are simple. Like that's the beauty of it. But I, I would say just, just go for it. Meaning if you, if you're passionate about something and you're thinking about doing something is, is you do it, devise a plan, yeah. lay, lay that out and do it because, you know, there's a lot of people on the sideline right now. And, um, you know, you get, you got to be in, you, you got to get in the game if, if you want to do something. And so, you know, don't think about it, just put your plan together and, and do it. Um, you know, trust yourself and, and tune out the noise because it's going to be, you know, depending on where you are when you start this. Um, again, I think, you know, there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs that again have, have transitioned a lot smoother than maybe my journey, but like there's yeah. going to be a lot of noise. You just got to bubble up and just go tunnel vision with it and, and have fun. Um, there's this, there's this um, quote that I love from one of my favorite artists um, out of Atlanta. Um, and it's in one of his songs and it says, you never fail when you try. And I, again, it's simple, but I, I think it's kind of profound. Um, it's powerful of like, you know, even if you don't get where you're going, there's beauty and there's pride and there's respect uh, of, yeah. of trying because a, a lot of people don't do it. So I, I said, just go for it and, uh, you know, have at it. Love it there. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no reason to not try, you know, Sw swing the yeah. bat. And it's like, it's like, there's more than three strikes in life. I mean, you can keep yeah, on swinging. Oh, to totally. I mean, my journey, like, yeah, it's, we've, it's been a long <laughs> road. So yeah, you, you, dude, you can, you can keep plugging away. It's just all, yeah, it's just all what you, what you want out of it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting ride. And again, if you, if it's passion, if you, if you feel strongly about it, then yeah, it's going to be fulfilling and you're going to have fun with it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. And it's just, you know, I appreciate, um, yeah, all our customers and, you know, the relationship we have and I've connected with a lot of really cool people along the way that share similar passions and just, you know, the feedback we get, I mean, that just never gets old. It's like, yeah, you yeah. start a business because you gotta, you know, you gotta have a livelihood and make money, but it, it's way more than that. I mean, it just, yeah. it'll never get old you know, shipping out product and seeing it go all over the world and, and people email you and say, you know, yeah, these, these are awesome or these are cool, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I, I just, you know, really Amazing. appreciate everybody, everybody that supported us along the way. And yeah, we look forward to, uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep uh, grooving with it. Amazing. So what, what can everybody look forward to from JD in 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say a lot more of the same, you know, I mean, yeah. I think we we're really focused on, you know, our, our kind of core foundation, but yeah, we got some really co exciting things coming from, on, from a product standpoint. Um, we've got a five pocket small batch program that I'm super excited for. We're actually launching that next week and we partnered awesome. with a really small uh, maker out in LA. It's like a three person shop and, um, just like really true blue craftsmen. And so, yeah, we got a lot of really cool things planned for that. And yeah, just kind of more of the same, basically what we've been doing, but it just had a faster clip, more inventory, yep. more colors. Um, yeah, just keep kind of producing. So yeah, we're really excited uh, for this year. And yeah, we've, we've got a really good, strong, awesome team behind us. So yeah, it's like, we're just going to keep chipping away. And yeah, appreciate everybody that's on board for the ride with us. Lovely. Lovely, man. All right. Right on. Well, hey, Nico, thank you. Go ahead. Hey, I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to jump on Nico's Notebook, yeah. episode 10. Uh, it was yeah. great talking to you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate yeah. you sharing your insights and being open and, and being vulnerable yeah. with, uh, with everybody, man. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you having me on. And I, I did, you know, I love what you're doing. And, yeah, keep at it. It's really cool that, you know, you're getting people's story, you know, small makers, small entrepreneurs' uh, stories out there. So, um, you know, I, I dig it and uh, keep up the good work.
Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, All have right. a good rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Nico. Take care. All right. Peace. See you, man.